We're holding in Shperk Hatkimel of Shmuel. New story. Ragidur David. David was in hiding together with the band of followers who he had. And the Pasuk tells us, Ragidur David Lamar. David was told, Kela was a city near the border of the Plishtim, and the Plishtim were fighting against Kela. And what are they doing? They were raiding and really ruining the granaries or the granaries outside the city. So it wasn't yet that they were attacking people, it was more that they had, they had like a, people, who, soldiers were coming to spoil the granaries, to steal the crops, and David found out about this. David So David asks Hashem, Neymar, Should I go and, and attack the Plishtim? How did David ask Hashem? So we know that Abiyasla Hakoin, the surviving coin from the city of Navi Hakoinim, ran to David. And we're going to see the Pasuk says later on that he brought with him the Khoshan. He brought with him the Aver and the Khoshan. So there was Orimutum. And therefore David will ask Hashem by means of the Orimutum. And the question he asked Hashem was, should I go and attack the Plishtim? And Hashem answers him, Yem Hashem el David leich, go, be case of Plishtim, and you should strike the Plishtim, be vahishat es You should save the city of Kehla. Now, there's a few questions we need to ask in this passage. Firstly, uh, firstly, David finds out that the Plishtim are attacking Kehla and that they're raiding the granaries. And he asks Hashem, what was, what, was David's, what was the point of the question David was intending to ask Hashem? In other words, what needed a, what needed a question here for the Rambutim? So, I'll tell you first what the Gemara says, and we'll fill in two more points just based on the Nach itself, the story which we've done so far. The question that... The question that the Gemara explains, and the Midrash explains, that David asked Hashem was, it was Shabbos. And did going to war necessitate Chilol Shabbos? Was, that, was he allowed to do that or not? Now, why is that a question? Because if there would have been people whose lives were in danger, so then of course, there's no question. If an enemy attacks on Shabbos, we learn from a pastor, I'd read it so that you can't fight wars on Shabbos. Even though war involves endless amounts of Chilol Shabbos, it's because nefesh. in a case like that, a person's allowed to conduct battle on Shabbos, and wherever menachas are going to be involved. But the question here is that the Plishtim weren't attacking people. They were just raiding the granaries. And if that's the case, is that enough of a reason to Machal Shabbos or not? The reason is because they have already ventured into our territory. That's already considered the clearing battle. And if we're going to leave them, then they're going to progress and try and attack people too. Or do we say no? As long as they're only bent on trying to inflict monetary damage or steal things, they aren't actually attacking people yet, and that doesn't give us a right to Machal Shabbos. And that was the question that David, according to the Midrash, that David asked the Ramatamim. Now, if that's the case, the question on that would be, why do you ask the Ramatamim? It's a halakha question. And we know the rule of halakha is that one doesn't ask uh, Ramatamim for halakha questions, that's after the basis of the Sanhedrin. And so, if, if there had been a question of, would it have been Mutta to uh, wage war on Shabbos against an enemy who is only doing mandatory damage, that should have been a question to ask the Sanhedrin, to ask the best thing. Um, so that's what Mufashim explained, that really the question he's asking was a little bit different. Again, the facts of the Gemara are true, and that is that the 
Christians were raiding the granaries, and they wanted to know could he attack them on Shabbos. But the point of the question wasn't to know the halacha. The point of the question was to know the Matthias, which means if the if I need the Christian they're going to start attacking people. So then I know that I have a hatter to I have a hatter to Mechal Shabbos to attack them because it's, it's going to be saving lives. But if the Matthias is, they're only going to try and spoil, like, take money or, or take spoils, and no, they have no intention of harming people. If that's the case. So then there's no reason to Mechal Shabbos to them. I can't Mechal Shabbos to save money. And therefore, the question David asked Hashem was really, what's what's going to be in the future? It wasn't the halach as much as knowing the future. And that is, are the Pishtim, if left unchecked, going to start attacking people? In which case, I have a chiyof to go and stop them. Or not? Are they going to leave people alone? In which case, I can either, they, in which case, there's no hatha to mechal Shabbos for them. So that would be the case that David's question was the information of knowing what they're going to do. Yeah. Now, obviously, when people don't have access to Nevoah or Urubatamim, and the halacha today would be that if we see going crossing the border, to come and, like, is armed going crossing the border, and we don't know what they want to do, then of course we can use the Mechal Shabbos uh, to kill them and to fight them because it's a Sotik of Yikoch Nefesh. So if we don't know, then we can, we can assume that they, that they might be wanting to kill people and we can, we can attack them. We can do Mechal Shabbos to protect the Jews. But in the case here, when David had the Rebbe and there would be a way to find out, so it wouldn't be a Sotik. And if that's the case, then David wanted to find out and ask, so that that way he would know if it's a, so to speak, if it's a, a real a real chashash that will deserve warrant chilul shabbos or not. So far, they've just been causing trouble. Right, they've been ruining the granaries, stealing the crops. And the, but but it's. You'll have to always. In the verse, Hashem tells the person in the future what's going to what would have happened. Yeah. Now, that would be the one. Based on Chazal, what David wanted to know, and what he asked the question. Uh, let's just follow this this point one step further, and that is we see if that's the case that David could ask the uh, a question from the Rambam because Eliezer, who was the remaining coin, he had the question, he had the Rambam, so David could ask him. The question that is is, is that the Mashmos the pasuk would be. That the way that the Kohen got answered by the Ummah Tamim was when standing in front of the Aaron HaKadosh. And he would then, so this is brought in the, in the Gemara, that he would like answer the question to the Pareich in front of Hashem by the Pareiches, and the answer would light up on the Khoshin. Which means if the Shalom and Mishpat are Ummah Hashem, he would ask the, the Mishpat, the, the, the verdict, the Ummah Tamim, in front of Hashem. Which means that the Kohen would have to be standing by the Aaron HaKadosh. And that way, the, so to speak, the response would come back by the letters which let up on the Cheshun. And over here, in the camp, wherever they had been hiding, they didn't have the Aaron HaKadosh. So we see here an interesting thing, and that is that David could ask the question for Urim Vitabu and get answered, even though the Aaron HaKadosh wasn't there. Even though the Aaron HaKadosh wasn't there. So, first I'm asked the question, how did the Urim Vitabu work? So to speak, in the absence of Aaron HaKadosh, when if the way that we went to work was dafka by asking Hashem and getting the answer from the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And the answer is that the boss is talking about the normal course of events. When the Kohen is in the base of Mikdash, and if he wants to go and dive, he wants to ask Hashem. So then the way to do that is to go and stand by the Aaron or by the Paredes and ask. 
you're talking to Hashem, you're going next to, or as near as you can get to where the Shekhinah is going to be, and ask the question. But it doesn't mean that, I, that the Urmatim can't work if a person asks Hashem from wherever he is. And that's the case in Sanak here, when there wasn't an Aram HaKadosh. So the Kohen could still address the question of HaKadosh Baruch and get answered, um, even though he wasn't in front of the Aram, because there wasn't the possibility of standing in front of the Aram. And that brings us to another question. And that is, we know that there's a rule with Urmatim. And that is, Urmatim only answers one thing. In other words, we see a number of times in the Nakh when the Urmatim, a number of questions were asked, only one thing was answered. And that's where, uh, that was the, for whatever reason, that was the way that HaKadosh Baruch made the Urmatim work. And that is that one question will get answered. And sometimes it wasn't even the question which was asked. It's a question which should have been asked. And that's why it was like limited to the answer which HaKadosh Baruch intended to give and one point at a time. So you'll see it very often when the Navi tells the stories of people asking them to him, so there was a number of questions because each, each time they only got an answer back on one point. And if that's the case, then it's very strange here because David's question was, Shall I go in and shall I attack the Pishtim? And Hashem answers him two things. Hashem answers, Leich ve kisav ha pishtim, vayishat ha skeila. Go, fight the pishtim, and save keila. What's the extra point of and save keila? Because that wasn't even what he was asked. The question wasn't, should I save keila? The question was, should I attack the pishtim? And if that's the case, the answer should have been, yes, go go, go attack the pishtim. Like I said, the, the... Urmatsumim gave answers, but they weren't effusive. They didn't add things which were necessary. So why would the Shatiskeda be part of the answer when it wasn't even part of the question? And the answer, based on what I said before, is that that was really what David wanted to know. And that is, right now they're only spoiling the granaries. But am I going to, if I go fight them, am I saving the city? Because are they going to try to attack people if we don't go and, and, and attack them? Well, no, they're going to content themselves with just doing damage. And that was the information he wanted us to know, and that's Hashem answers him. Hashem answers him, you'll save Kela, which means if you don't go, Kela's going to get destroyed. The, the Pishim are going to attack the people, the inhabitants of the city, and going, because that way you're saving the cities. That was the answer that we wanted to hear. The point of the question was, am I, by attacking the Pishim, am I saving the city? And the answer was yes, go ahead and attack the Pishim, you'll save the city. Because, in other words, the, the intention of the Pishim is to attack the inhabitants next. Okay? So that's already, that's already an answer to David wanted. But for David the people with David, they said to him, Here we are already afraid. We were camped out in the in the in the caves in the mountains of Yehuda because we are afraid of Shal. And here at least we have the protection. The Shal doesn't know where we are. But for Afkin, Nerech Yehuda, Ma'achas Plishtim, if you're going to Go and now fight the Plishtim, so then it's going to be, then we're going to give away our position. And Shual will know where we are, he'll know that we went to fight the Plishtim. And therefore the the time of David's people to him was it might save Kedem if you're risking ourselves. And therefore maybe it's not the right thing to do to endanger ourselves by going to save them. Okay, that's a question. So by Yosef O David Yeshua Bashem. So David asks Hashem again. By Hashem again, Hashem answers him. And what is the answer this time? I am a come right go down to Gera. Can any nice sinners of Nishnim be Adecha? 
I'll give the permission into your hands. Now, the question is, what was the question David asked the second time? Hashem already told him, go and fight the Pishtim and you'll save Kira. So what was the what was the, the meaning of the second question? If, if the second question was based on what the people were afraid of, what the people were afraid of was that if we're going to go down, we're going to give away our position, and then Shah's going to attack us, so then what did Hashem answer? Hashem said, I'm going to give the Pishtim into your hands. Why would that answer any questions? Why would, the, why would that satisfy David's men? The way we explain the question is that they weren't afraid of the Pishtim. They were afraid of Shal. So, so for them to be told, I'll give the Pishtim into your hand, why does that answer, what, why does that answer the question that they had? Well, but uh, your original question, I think, was... That the question David asked was, is Kuhila going to get attacked if we don't go down? Oh. And are we allowed to go on Shabbos? And the answer is yes. Kuhila oh. is going to get attacked and you're allowed to go on Shabbos. But now the question was, maybe, maybe we shouldn't be going because maybe we're endangering ourselves. And that the answer was, go down because I'll give the Pishtim into your hands. And like I said, why is that last point, I'll give the Pishtim into your hands significant? They weren't scared of the Pishtim, they were scared of Shul. So there is another question here, and that's, uh, that's something to think about. And that is, David heard that the Pishtim were attacking Ke'eda. I'm sure that Shaul heard that too. Yeah. He was the king. Why is this David's problem? David is a fugitive with a small band of followers. Shaul is still acting as the king and he has an army. And if that's the case, so then if a, if a Jewish city is being attacked, it should be Shaul's job as the king to protect the country. And if he has the army behind him, he should be, he should be the one to save Ke'eda. Why did it become David's problem to try and save Ke'eda? Why was he involved in this at all? You could rightfully say, this is, this is not my responsibility. Shaul is in charge. And let him serve Kedah. So why was it, why was it uh, even a question for David, should I be involved in this or not? And the answer to this question, and that's an important point to understand in the story, is David knew he had already been appointed as a king. And if that's the case, even if Shaul was still there, but, but we saw Shaul had lost his Siyat Shaul had lost his Siyat And if Shaul lost his Siyat then he's not going to be successful. Like in other things he tried to do, he wasn't successful. So if that's the case, he might, he might not be successful here either. And if that's the case, David's question now was, that does this, because I'm now the one who's the king, does this now become my responsibility? Because even if I'm not acting in the capacity of a king, but if I have the Siyat HaDishmai that the king has, like we saw a number of times David had, Hashem was with him and what he did was successful and he was the one who always went to fight the Pishtim. So if that's the case, so then is it now my responsibility as the king-to-be, who has, so to speak, the Siyat HaDishmai of the king, to be the one to save God Israel? And if that's the case, now we understand in much better in context what, was, what David was asking. Because David originally asked, should I, now what's the story, am I allowed to save Kehira on Shabbos, like we asked? And the answer was, yes, you can, because by going, you're going to save the city. But then David's people say to him, this isn't your problem. Let's shall take care of it. You're just endangering yourself by revealing what you're aware about by going to save Gila. So why rush in full-heartedly to try and save someone else and risk yourself? So now David had a different question. And David's question was, that's like a good point. Is this my responsibility? Am I mechuyev to go down and save Gila because I'm the one who has a siyat ha-dishmaya to fight the Pishtim? Or can I say, no, I'm taking a step back, and if Shaul still thinks he's wearing the crown, let him be the one to do it. And if that was all the question David asked, so then Hashem's answer makes a lot of sense. Hashem's answer is, which means you're going to have to be the one to go, 
because you're the one who's ability to fight the Pishtim. Like we said, the Ruach Kavura of Hashem goes to the leader, and since Hashem had decided from now David the leader, so Hashem is telling David, you're going to have to, you, you can uh, conquer the Pishtim, Shaul wants. And that's the case, and that makes it David's man for him. Because it's true that uh, it's uh, a risk, so to speak, that you're going to get caught, no, Shaul will know where you are by going to Kehla. But Lamais, if, if, as the one who has the ability to fight and protect Klai Israel, so Hashem is like, give the Pishtim into your hand, specifically. So that's the case, and he has to, he, he has a responsibility to, uh, to, to act to protect Klai Israel. And that's what he does. So he fought the Pishtim, he takes away um, all their animals, and he inflicted a very great blow against the Pishtim. By doing that, David saved the inhabitants of Kela, he destroyed the invading army. Okay, so that's, uh, that was in fulfillment of what Hashem told him to do, and it was fulfilled, David did save Kela from the Pishtim. What's interesting is, Shaul didn't even try. We don't see Shaul being involved, or Shaul sending anyone to save Kela. It's Kela, Shaul either felt he couldn't do anything or ignored, ignored the situation. And that's why David had to come, for, come forward and be the one to save the city. Now, the next pasuk is really out of place. And it's a background to everything we just said. And the next is telling us afterwards, is like a filling in, in supplemental information. And that is, Vahi bivrayach evyasar ben Achimelech el David, keila, eva yar biyada. When Achimelech, the remaining coin, the son of Achimelech, uh, ran to join David, he had the Eifad, which means the Choshen, with him. And that's a David could ask Hashem, because now that the Evyas of the coin came with the Rimbatumim, with the Choshen and the Eifad, so now David could uh, use it as a way to ask questions from the Rimbatumim. How, how did the Eviatar know how to find David? That David was hiding. Um, it's a good question. I don't know. The Prophet said before in the previous paragraph, when Evyas ran away from the carnage that was being done in Nov, so he it says that. Uh, he ran after David. Mm-hmm. So he didn't know exactly where to go to, but he ran around until he found him. Uh, he wouldn't be allowed to. The law is you can only ask Urim the man in the cloud. You can't ask Urim for Yachid. No, what do you say? himself. Yeah, but he wasn't saving David, he was saving himself. He wanted to know where he has to escape from Michelle. So if it was only for himself, he wouldn't be allowed to ask every time. If he was only saving himself, he wouldn't have to run to David. Well, where else would he go? Shaul was chasing, Shaul was killing all the Kainim. So where's a place which isn't under Shaul's jurisdiction? So he joins the fugitives, which is David and his band of followers. Okay, so that's the, so this is just background, and that's how David ask, ask Hashem, because he had the Rimitim with him. So now, at this point, every is the only color. Okay, but you got the Shal. Shal Obviously, he knew the Pishtim were attacking, and he heard that David had come and destroyed the Pishtim. Hashem has made me recognize where he is, so he can fall into my hands. Shal thought that David is now going to barricade himself in the city of Kira. It's a, it's a city with doors and bolts, and that way it'll be easy for me to, to, put, to lay siege and to capture him. He's no longer in a place where he can run. He's, so to speak, 
uh, ends at a city where he can be trapped. And therefore, now Shaul gathers all the soldiers for battle. Now, is because and that is that he to to he made it known that he wants a mobilization. Oh, okay. So he made it known that everyone has to come together yes. to, to to fight. The red is Kira, that's the David Nasha. To to march against Kira, to put siege to David and his men. And once again here we see the disintegration of Shal as a king. Because when he hears the Pishtim who his enemies are attacking the city, he doesn't do this. We don't see he gathers the army, we don't see he runs to their defense. Uh, he's happy to let or to leave that Pishtim you know, commit carnage and then leave it alone. But if it's here, he's David in the city, now he made a general mobilization, we're going to march on David. It was uh, part of the the punishment that Hashem inflicts on Shal, how he loses sight of his priority and that he's, it's more important to judge David than to save Israel. Israel. Anyways, that's what happens. Ayeda David, Shaul, David knows that Shaul is planning bad about him. So he tells the coin, bring the ephod. And what does he want to ask? David. And David says, Hashem I've heard that Shaul is trying to come together to destroy the city because of me. And therefore, I want to know, Will the people of Kela Give me over to Shaul to protect themselves. And Hayarid Shaul, is Shaul going to come and attack me here? Please tell your servants uh, an answer. And the answer is, And that's what we, norm- we normally hear the, the way that uh, the Rumatim speaks. It's very succinct, very brief answer. And the answer is, Yared, he'll come down. Now, David asked two things. David asked, will the people of Keilah give me to Shaul? Will Shaul come down to fight me? And the, the answer Shaul gave him was to the second question. Yeah, Shaul will come down. Even he asked the second. The reason was because that's really the question he should have asked first. The first question would be, is Shaul going to come? And then the next question is going to be, if Shaul does come, will the people of Keilah hand me over to him? And that's uh, therefore Hashem doesn't answer what David asks, rather he answers what David should have asked. And that is, uh, will, uh, it is... Uh, is uh, Shaul going to attack? And the answer is yes, he's going to come. But he, there was a general mobilization. He called up people to go and attack right. David. Right. So what's the question? So what's the question? So you asked him very good. And the next question, David asks again. David, are the people of Kira going to give me and my, and my men over to Shaul? Hashem says yes, they will. So now David knows he's in danger because he can't protect himself in the city if the people in the city are going to going to give him over to Shaul and Shaul's going to come down. And that's why we're going to see David runs. Now, before that, we'll talk about that. Next time I have Hashem, but there's two questions quickly which I want to address. Number one, what's the Sarichus? Hashem, okay, Yisrael, I heard that Shaul's coming in. Hashem, okay, Yisrael, please tell your servant what to do. David should just ask, like he asked before, and direct to the point. Uh, like he says, the next passage, are oh, the people of Kedah going to give me over? Sure, is Israel going to come down? Why does David need this whole arichus? Holding to the, so to speak, Russia to ask Hashem, um, to ask Hashem um, what, what's going to happen. And the second question is, uh, why did David Taka ask the question in the wrong order? 
Why did I ask the question? Are the people of Ka'ir going to give me over? Will Shaul come down? Um, in other words, the, 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 he also should have understood that the logical way to ask the question is another order. First, ask if Shaul's coming down, and then afterwards ask, will the people uh, give me over or not? So why did David turn the question around? And not only that, David already says twice in the question, Shemaya, Shemaya, I've heard that Shaul's going to come down. He says, I heard Shaul wants to come together. Is it true that Shaul's going to come? So what's he asking? If you heard that Shaul's coming, so why does he have to ask the question? Why does he have to ask the question? And there's one more obvious question, and that is, why didn't he, if, if he was misopic about it, why does he need the, when he was talking, he just ran. Yeah. Lucky, lucky, in the end he did do why, why was it something which was a question which needed the Urmutum to decide should he stay or not? So the answer is really, David wasn't really interested in asking is Shaul coming down or not? And that's why he says it twice. I've heard Shaul's coming down. The main point he wanted to know was the second point. And that was are the people of Kira going to give me over or not? Because if, if can you rely on being safe by barricading himself in the city of Kira? Or oh, no, it's uh, being as he thinks, Shaul's coming down, like he heard, and as he says, being as I heard, Shaul's coming down to attack me, so then maybe it's not a safe place to be in Kehla. And therefore the real question you want to know was the question of, is it safe for me to be in Kehla or not? He wasn't really asking, is Shaul coming down, because he already heard that. He already, like, if there was mobilizing all the armies, then he would take come down. So that's what David asked. Uh, that's why he, he, that's the main question he asked. The main question he asked is, will I be safe in Kira or not? Will, will I be protected here, or will the people of Kira give me over to Shaul? So then, if that's the question, you have to understand. So why did the Rumut uh, answer him, yeah, right, the Shaul's coming down. That wasn't really what he wanted to know. He already, he already says twice, he's heard that Shaul's coming down. So what's the, what, what is the point of the answer? The Hashem says, yeah, right, what, what was that... Uh, why was that uh, helpful to David, so to speak? That wasn't the question that he was really asking. So, we have to add one more point, and we'll finish with this. And that is, we have to discuss, were the people of Kira right or wrong? Had Shaul come down, had Shaul come down and attack the city and then demanded, the people of Kira, either give me David or we dang siege the city. And the people of Kira would have decided to hand over David. Would they be doing the right thing or the wrong thing? In other words, the halacha is that if, uh, if, and this happened in David's own life later on, that there was a rebel against David called Shabbat bin Bechri, and he barricaded himself in the city, and David sends the army, and they surround the city. And they tell the people in the city, either you give us Shabbat bin Bechri, or we're destroying the city. And that's what they did. They killed Shabbat bin Bechri, and threw his body over his head over the wall, and they said, okay, and then they lifted the siege on the city. And they were allowed to do that because since Shabbat bin Bechri was a rebel against David, a murder Malchus, and the king had the right to chase him and to kill him. And so then if that's the case, then there's no reason for the city to risk themselves to protect someone who's five Mesa. And that's, we put that exact copy-paste exactly here to the story here. The Nain Shekira could have said exactly the same thing. Uh, Shaul considers David to be a murder Malchus. He's bringing the whole army of Kaisal to attack our city because David's here. So, We'll give him David and we'll save the city. 
and uh, they wouldn't be so unjustified in doing that. Oh, okay. Shaul's still the king. Shaul's still the king. They have to listen to him. He's threatened to, to kill the city. Yeah. So, and he has just killed another city. So it's not like it's an empty threat. So they wouldn't be wrong in doing that. And that's really, that's why what David wanted to know was, are the people of Kiela going to do that? And uh, the answer Hashem told him is, yes, they will. But the important point, which was the first point, and that is, are they going to do it up front or only when Shaul comes? In other words, uh, would, is it going to be that first Shaul will have to come down and only after that the people of Gila will give me up? Or is it going to be in advance? Which means the people, just like David heard that Shaul's mobilizing the army, the people of Gila heard that too. So are they going to give me up even before Shaul arrives? You know, that's uh, like, again, we find the present in the Nachosa. When the police went to look for Shimshon, and they threatened all the Bnei Yehuda that if you don't give a Shimshon, we're going to attack you. The Bnei Yehuda went to find Shimshon and put him in chains to bring him to the Pishtim. So what I want to know is, are the people of Keilah going to give me up to Shaul? And also, when? Only after Shaul comes or straight away? In other words, I'm already in danger now. And Hashem's answer was, first Shaul's going to come, and then after the are going to give you up. And if that's the case, then David doesn't have to worry until Shaul arrives. And so even though David wasn't asking, is Shaul going to come? The question was, going to do at what stage are the Bnei Ke'ilah going to hand me over to Shaul? And the Urim Tumim's answer was, first Yered, first Shaul will come, and then when there's going to be a siege, then they'll give you to. So then David has to, doesn't have to worry that until Shaul comes, he has a chance to escape, which is what he does. And the last point, we'll finish with this, how could the Urim Tumim say that? The Barabinah asked the question. The Mass, in the end of the day, David escapes, Shaul never came, like we'll see, and the people of Gideon never gave him over. So what does the answer of Ritzim said? Shaul will come, the people of Gideon will give you over. It didn't happen. Right. So what you have to say is, David's question was, if I remain, what's going to happen? If I remain in Gideon, what's going to happen? And then Hashem said, what's going to happen? Shaul will come, the people will give you over. But it wasn't in a word. It was an answer to a question. And if David chose to run away, so then he made it. It was never in the game anymore. And that's the difference between the Ritzim and the word. And the word is Hashem is saying what's going to happen. The Urim B'Tumim are answering the question. And depending on what the question is, it's the answer they're going to give. So if the question was, if I remain in Ke'ilah, is Shaul going to come, going to come here? Are the people of Ke'ilah going to give me over to him? The answer is yes. If that's what's going to happen, then the Shaul will come and the people of Ke'ilah will give you over. But it wasn't in a ver predicting what's going to happen because in the end of the day it never happened. It never happened. And then the David escapes and then he made it as a result. They never gave him over because... He wasn't there anymore. But uh, that, so that's why a nevur wouldn't be something which never happened. But since here we're talking about a question, the Rambatumim, so the Rambatum will answer the question. Good question.